What did we just watch, Amy? We just watched Man with a Movie Camera. Yes. What's the article? Is it just man? It's just man. Okay. I mean, it might be slightly different in Russian, Russian but I man, don't know. Man, man with, with a Movie, movie camera. camera. 1929 silent film. Yeah. So From Russia. From Russia. You've probably never seen it. But... With spoilers? spoilers? <laughs> so, this is our... You're going to spoil a 95-year-old film. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, these are our first unresearched, unthought-through thoughts mm-hmm. on yeah. the film. Spoilers. Also, there's no plot. <laughs> yeah. There's but, no story. But they tell you that at the beginning. They do. So, so, you're not going to... It's not a spoiler that there isn't a plot. That's right. How do you know about this film? Um, it's historical and very well regarded. Um, it's on the Sight and Sounds best of list. That's the same list that, like, Gene Dealman was number one on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's considered very historically important. Um, yeah, that's how I know about it. Watch, uh, watching this, I thought you could either go the route having a lot of, like, writing a lot of thought pieces about it and uh-huh. art and humanity and such and such. Or, you'd or. be like, this is very boring. <laughs> <laughs> this is like going to see a photography exhibit I mean, and a bunch of Both of those can be photos. true. Yes. If you don't like photography exhibits, then you would be in the boring camp. Yes. <laughs> if you do like them... Then you would probably be in the thought piece yeah. camp. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's famous for, like, just how much... I mean, two things. A, it's like a document of life in Soviet Russia in the 1920s, mm-hmm. which is not a thing that we have lots of film of in particular. I don't know how much film we have of it. But. I mean, we don't have a lot of film from that era, period. Yeah. So any anything of it is that. But then also, like, there's a lot of filmic technique on display as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think is interesting. In case you haven't seen it and choose not to see it, because you're not into silent films, but you're listening anyway, because you like to hear Us? Kevin and I talk. Thanks. Uh, it is... <laughs> A film without a story, mm-hmm. without lines of dialogue. Although mm-hmm. the one we watched did have a couple of translations of written Cyrillic. Yes. Um, which I don't know if I don't know how how original uh, yeah. that is, or if that was part of this version we were watching. Yeah, now. yeah. But they didn't have much meaning. No. The words. No. You could have missed it and still gotten the point. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like everyday life and a lot of shots of people filming the everyday life. I think it was one thing. person filming. Oh, it was the same person? That was the man with the movie camera. Oh, I didn't realize it was the same person. I mean, I don't know that it was the same person, but like that's my interpretation of like it is the man. Like that is who we're watching. I thought it was some like uh, universal man. There's a man behind the camera. I mean, I think, like... I think it can be both. I, I, 
it's it's fascinating that you thought it was different people because I definitely thought it was. One. Well, we saw the cameraman. I thought it was not. I thought it was different cameramen. Uh, Russians, nineteen twenties, all look the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. The reason that I felt like it was the same is because I think that's the closest thing that there is to a, a through line. But also, as I was watching it, like, I feel um, the presence of the man with the movie camera creates the context of what we're seeing mm -hmm. repeatedly. And so I think having it be the same person makes it work better for me. But I'll, I mean, we weren't watching the super high-def, like, crisp, restored film version. No. So... It could have been different people. Or it could have been the same guy. All I kept thinking was, like, every time you see him, there's another man with a movie camera That's what filming I it. also... <laughs> Which I think is really neat. That's where I really got the thought piece part of, like, the audience is watching through the camera, which is watching the camera, which is watching the audience. Yeah! <laughs> which is a um, pretty big deal for 1929 cinema. <laughs> I mean, that's some real postmodern stuff right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, you're always, you know, I, I often say that all documentaries are or should be to some extent a film about the making of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that was certainly true of this film. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it starts literally with us in a movie theater getting ready to watch the movie we're about to watch. Mm -hmm. And we see a film editor, like, cutting it together, which then cuts to the stuff that she's cutting. You see the... What is it called? The person who puts the film in the... The, the projectionist. Yes, projectionist. Yeah. You see them putting it all together, like, it's... You see the band... Orchestra? Orchestra. Where's your heart? In the orchestra pit? Yeah. In the yeah. orchestra. Getting ready? Yeah. Poised. So over to the begin. over the course of the film, you the film never forget lets you forget you're watching a film. Like this is while it is documentary footage, it is always reminding you that the presence of the observer changes what we're watching. Um and then it's like a magic trick because they also then like have these really impressive shots that they then show you how they're doing. <laughs> which almost every point I was like, this is not OSHA okay. <laughs> not this is okay not workplace with OSHA. safe. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure that first shot with the train was real. I'm not sure it wasn't. But that's fair, but what you see is the man like on the train tracks with a camera with a train headed at him, and it yeah. certainly looks like he does not get out of the way, yeah. In time, so my my suspicion is that was like one of the more subtle examples of a double exposure. There are a lot of less subtle examples. But there were other ones, like he's hanging off the side of the train mm -hmm. to get the wheels moving. Mm -hmm. um, 
the racing car. They're not racing. They're going at normal speed. Yeah, the driving cars. <laughs> he's riding got, a motorcycle. <laughs> The camera guy standing up in a car that's driving at full speed. Yeah. Filming another car going at full speed. <laughs> or standing on top of the bridge filming stuff mm-hmm. that he just, like, climbed up. Um, yeah, lots of lots of stuff like that um, that was not safe. <laughs> or does not appear safe. I mean, he survived. They made the movie, so, you know, there's that. But also, this is another thought piece topic, uh, the idea that once you frame something through art, through visual art, mm-hmm. it becomes important in mm-hmm. in some way. So all of the ordinary day-to-day activities that are being framed through mm-hmm. the camera lens mm-hmm. in this documentary... Um, I don't know, throws into relief something about humanity, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's very Soviet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, from the title cards, it didn't say Universal, but it seemed to be like, this is an experimental film to see if we can communicate beyond dialogue and the Mm -hmm. written word. Yeah. Well, and by not having dialogue, by not having intertitles... Um, by not having characters, really. It sort of was trying to move past, or so the title card said, mm-hmm. move past all of that into something more accessible or approachable. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I thought a lot of the focus was on machinery. Mm-hmm. I mean, That's... yeah, you get a, a real sense of the industrialization Plus the camera is a machine. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's all relatively recent. I think they're a few decades into machines and mm-hmm. cameras. And yeah. I mean, the the first stop motion film we have is like late 1800s. Yeah. So. So we're a couple decades mm-hmm. into factories, mm-hmm. um, the phone operators, the... Um, the packing of cigarettes. I thought that was mm-hmm. fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, watching that going on. An assembly line. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also the industrialization of movement with trains and the streetcars. So many shots of streetcars. Mm-hmm. So many shots of streetcars. But also, I was thought it was interesting how many people would be in the street. Like mm-hmm. There's a mass of humans along with a few trolleys mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. through. Yeah, it was it was interesting. The thought I had was that like at one point streets were for everybody and we have made them only for cars now. Um like that transition happened where it is no longer a shared space mm-hmm. where anyone can exist. It is only this type of vehicle. Um and I think I think that's true in a lot of places still. Like I, this was in Russia, um, Moscow. I'm assuming. I don't no, know. They, they said a couple of places on the titles. One was like Odessa. Oh yeah, uh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia. Uh, Moscow, Kiev, Odessa are the three primary places it was filmed. So, there we know that. Um, 
relatively short film by today's standards, but a relatively long Long film one by silent By film. silent standards. Um, and it literally says in the title card that it's a six-reeler, which is um, before we measured movies in number of minutes, we measured them in reels. Mm. Because, A, that's literally how much film it took up, but also because in the earliest films were all hand-cranked. So a reel of film could be 10 to 12 minutes depending on how fast it was cranked when it was being projected or filmed for that matter. You could slow it down um, as we saw in this movie. There was a lot of, not a lot, there was occasional slow motion where they would literally crank the film they would film it faster and then replay it slower, thus creating slow motion. Um, so yeah, a six-reeler was was a pretty long film. Um, feature length is, in terms of silence, anything six reels or over is generally considered a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, anything less than that is a short. Broadly speaking, there are, I'm sure, dozens of exceptions to both of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um but yeah, it was a pretty long film for Asylum. Um, and I think very visually interesting. Like, mm-hmm. I did not think it was boring. Yeah. I, I was definitely into it. And the... The... Watching someone very much play with the literal language of film in a way that is easy to not do nowadays. I think about the sort of Ur example of the, like the Judd Apatow comedy where it's just people saying funny things at each other. Or Kevin Smith comedies do that too. Um, but I think the film did create a sense of meaning and purpose without mm. the use of language. Strictly through the, the or without verbal or written language. But strictly through the juxtaposition of images mm-hmm. in motion. Mm-hmm. It's good. I liked it. Yeah, I think knowing to the framing of it that it was a classic silent film, which I didn't ask or know about beforehand, mm-hmm. but suspected that. Suspected. It, that's if why I it was, was on making the list. you watch it. <laughs> it was on the list. It was probably a classic uh-huh. that also framed the way that you watched that it. I watched it. Yeah. Go. Like, oh, there's meaning here, and people have found mm-hmm. it a, to be an important meaning. Yeah, I, um, oh, that's interesting, I'm looking at the Wikipedia, uh, that is the actual editor of the film we are watching, that we see editing movies Mm. in the text, um, neat, uh, no, I was gonna say, yeah, I, I, it's one of those films that, like, if I were an intro to film teacher, I would be afraid of showing to my students, because they go, oh, this is stupid. I could have done this. Yes. <laughs> or it's boring. Or yeah. nothing happens. Um, so, like, I would have to find something else to show them. And then come back around to this afterwards. Mm-hmm. In film 102 or whatever. <laughs> Where is the documentary now of this film? Uh, great question. I don't know that it's been made, but I wouldn't put it past them. Now I'm going to go look. Because uh, I really wonder what... Uh, speaking of undergraduates who think they could make this film. <laughs> if there are comedians who could... Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I bet you could do something with this. Um, I just typed documentary into DuckDuckGo. Um, like, it knew the rest of what I was searching for. Uh, this, this is the sort of thing that would be a Documentary Now episode, but I also haven't seen the latter two. It's only fun to watch Documentary Now when you've seen the documentary. It's a lot more fun, yes. I mean, it's still fun because it's like... It's funny. Seth Meyers and Fred Armisen and... Mm -hmm. um, Bill Hader and yeah. other funny people. Seth Meyers is a writer on it. Yes, he's not in it. Yes, yeah. I did. Okay. Uh, it is does not seem to be currently parodied in any of the existing. Documentary Now stuff, which is. There's a lot of documentaries out there. <laughs> there are. And I bet this is a harder one to crack. Because there is no character or protagonist or something. like. I feel like you'd almost have to do it like they did um, Nanook of the North. Where they did mm -hmm. it as a documentary about the documentary. Mm -hmm. um, which was still funny. Yeah, I'm glad I watched it. Mostly because it is important. But you're not going to sit down and watch it three more times? Not immediately. Okay. I'll come back to it. The one thing that, like, I'm intrigued by um, that is almost... There's nothing outside of the text, Kevin. Almost outside of the text, which is the soundtrack. Um, because there are dozens of soundtracks for this film. There was never an official one. Mm -hmm. There's not, like, a score that's meant to be played with it. Um, which is not unusual for films at the time. Mm -hmm. Um so I would be interesting to see how interesting to see how different soundtracks impact my experience of it. So the one we had had a little bit of um, electric guitar. It had some like um, I'm going to say computer sounds, but I, yeah, synth, synthy, yeah, synthy. Yeah. Um, it was very uh, drum forward, like drum kit forward. It felt kind of like. I can't think of the word soft rock jazz. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was like, there was some jazziness to it. I would, but it say. wasn't it wasn't like jazz jazz. It's like Kenny G jazz, <laughs> except instead of a clarinet, it's drums. Yeah, I mean, it honestly kind of reminded me of um, the synthiness of it. Kind of reminded me of uh, Frank Zappa's album Jazz from Hell. Mm. Um, which is, I guess, technically a jazz album, but also not really. Mm. Um, but is instrumental and doesn't have have this instrumental in words. Um, but is that sort of like not quite atonal, but just left of like traditional structure. Um, so yeah, I think that was that was an interesting choice. Um, but I'm curious what other soundtracks would have as far as my impact on watching it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i always wonder that was silent films yeah well i think like as a side note i watched um not jean dielman jean d'arc um the passion of joan of arc not i say not too long it was probably a year or more ago now um 
And I think I picked the wrong soundtrack because I think it really deterred my experience of enjoying mm. the film. Um, and that was disappointing. And you don't know until you're know, like you gotta watch in it. Again. it. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's yeah. the right. Well, we were just picking from a couple random ones on YouTube, and we were mm. hoping for something that worked. Uh, I think it did. I think it was good. Any other thoughts? Um, it reminded me a lot of um, Orson Welles' F for Fake, mm. which is also a movie about making movies. I mean, obviously Orson Welles' came out much later than this, so it's not like it, it's the other way around chronologically, mm. but it reminded me of, of that in that it was sort of... St- structureless until you keep looking at it and there's actually like saying things Mm -hmm. and it's it's not about just what it's showing you it's about the structure of the film itself and how that works um i can't imagine how hard it was to make some of these things like if i want to do uh split reverse shot of the same city building in iMovie today I can click two buttons and do it (laughs) but in this one they had like four or five overlaid or um what's it called when you cover part of the camera multiple exposures um all moving in sync but also in different directions and some of that was really just fascinating to watch and think about how they made it, because they clearly want you to think about how they made it as well. So that was neat. Uh, oh, the other thing I wanted to say, the, the, even with all of the industrialization and the, the working and the, like, what we might expect of, like, a Soviet-era labor power sort of thing, uh, the diversion at the beach, I thought, was a really fun moment in mm-hmm. the film as well um exploring like what what does leisure look like as well mm-hmm. um it's not just i think how they were learning how to swim on dry land i thought that was great that seemed absolutely like a thing that would happen and then you cut to the people like doing those motions in the water yeah and they got like little floaties on them to practice yeah, yeah. that was very cute yeah also very crowded beach. I, the that was another place where the crowds were like, it's just so many, Too many people at the beach. So many people, a mass of humanity. You gotta go off season. And then I also thought, I wonder if the water's cold all year in Russia. Probably I bet it is. Are, yeah. yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they were in the ocean or if they were. That's true. They could have been in a lake. Yeah. River. It's not not immediately clear. Mm-hmm. I think that's all the thoughts I have. I really... I liked it. It was fun. It felt like a magic trick. And that's... And cool. there were magic tricks And there were it. magic tricks And there were it. really uninterested children watching the magic tricks. <laughs> so he just made a mouse appear under that bowl and you have nothing. Uh, nothing no reaction. Disappointing. Enjoy magic. I think part of that is because uh, when you're a kid, you don't know what's real or not. Yeah. It's hard It's hard to be surprised by things. It's like, oh, I guess this is just the way the world is. 
that guy can do that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to know enough about how the universe works first before seeing someone break those laws is interesting, maybe. I don't know. Any other thoughts? I wonder what an audience of the time would have thought about it if they were like, well, this is interesting of what mm-hmm. is art making or they're like, this is everyday life. <laughs> like, I see this. Yeah. That's a good time. thought. I don't know. I'm, I'm also curious about that. What is, what is the contemporary audience reaction? Um, also... Like, there was some nudity, you saw some breasts, you saw a baby you saw being a live born. Birth. Yeah, live birth. <laughs> Quickly, like, not yeah. extended. Yeah. And I think we think of that era. This is Russia, Soviet Union, too, so who knows what sure. their censors um, would do. But we, we think that that was a really chaste time in U.S. Mm-hmm. history. Yeah. And, but we know that silent films did have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of more explicit material. Yeah. Particularly stuff. I mean, you asked me always say like pre-code, pre-the Hayes Code. Mm-hmm. Um, although I've watched some pre-code films. Um, they're not all as, as uh, they're raunchier than code era films. <laughs> they're still very mild and tame, tame. <laughs> by a lot of other standards of today. I just got some on DVD from the library. I got that Mae West collection. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to dive into. Because um, she was very famous for being a sexual icon. She even had a play called Sex. So, you know, she's up to some stuff. Yeah. Uh, any other thoughts for Amy? I think those were my, my main thoughts. Okay. You want to tell them about our Patreon? Yeah, we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash five degrees. Support is on a per episode basis. You can put a monthly cap on the number of episodes you want to support. And there are two perks. One is getting a list of movies we didn't watch. And the second is a super duper unedited cut from when we turn the microphone on to when we turn it off. Yeah. And we thank you for your support, whether you're a patron or not. Rate us and review us on your favorite podcatcher. You know what? Review us on your least favorite podcatcher, too. Oh, yeah. Put two yeah. of them out there. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get it all? I think it's all of it. Okay, good. Cool. Say goodnight, Amy. Goodnight, Amy.